this episode of the Trophy Dash Podcast, I'm interviewing the winners of the 2021 Missing Out competition. Jess Hamilton of Alpha Z Delta and Logan Tisdale of Grey Goat. The Missing Out is a series of rounds which each round starts with six to eight riders and each lap of competition, the last rider gets eliminated from the race. This year we had a total of four rounds ending in a sprint to determine first through third. It was a great day of competition and uh, these two winners get to tell their story of how they got there and what it means to them. A little technical note, my interview with Logan had some uh, pauses. We had some trouble with recording, so, but I think it's fine. The content was great. The technical aspect was a little off. Hey, thanks for listening. Hello, Jess. Hi, Jim. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Uh, congratulations again on winning this year's Missing Out. Thank you so much. It's great to be back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've had quite the spring. You get third in ITTs, you win Team Pursuit, and now you win Missing Out. Mm-hmm. It was actually fourth. I have to give credit to the top three. I was fourth this year. But yes, regardless, it's been a very, very eventful, exciting spring series, to say the least. Oh, boy. Um, so tell me about that. I was at a, like, we talked on the Team Pursuit podcast, pal. This isn't necessarily a surprise for you because you guys have been putting in so much training and you wanted to get to this level. Mm-hmm. Here you are. Yeah. So I think spring series in general, <laughs> my teammates and my coach would definitely laugh at me about this, that I think I had such a personal goal for for ITTs that I had so much riding on ITTs that by the time Team Pursuit and Missing Out rolled around, I like didn't really have nerves for those two events mm. because I, I had so much riding on ITTs. So it was it was a pretty interesting way that it played out, like for myself personally. Are you a a, a nervous person generally? Like, with in the past, has the nerves got in your way? I guess. Um, I don't think so. I think this year I was just I had so like such a personal goal for ITTs. I wanted to be sub two forty so badly, um, and of course I didn't hit it. But um, I think just because I had that goal and I had that goal in mind for the entire winter, um, that kind of mm. you know really made me nervous for ITTs. But then for the other two events, you know we didn't really like we talked about in the last podcast. We didn't really have a goal for Team Pursuit. Um, and then for missing out, I just kind of, you know, was super excited to be out there. The weather was fine. The sun was shining. The weather was good. (laughs) And that race is usually the most fun race. You know, you get to race with other teams too. So at that point I was just happy to be there. (laughs) How many missing outs had you done prior to this year's? Um, I believe this year was three because Yeah, I participated my freshman year, um, and then sophomore year was the year that it got rained out. So oh, yeah. I was okay. was able to do the one yeah. heat, and I was going to advance, but then the rest of the day was canceled. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how did you prepare for this year? Were you uh, like, how did you develop your strategy? Did you watch videos? Did you guys talk about it as a team? Yeah, um, I think a little bit of both. We we had a team day with 
Chris and his men's team as well, Chi Alpha, where we kind of, you know, went through each and every heat and we looked at the other people who were in our heats and, you know, what kind of strategy we could have for each round um, leading all the way up to the championship. So, and we definitely watched videos too. Mm-hmm. And tell me, uh, what was your plan for the first round? As a pretty high seed, you probably get the pole position in your first heat, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. Um, so that first heat, the, I think there was four the whole day. So the first one is kind of just the top two people, you know, really just pull the whole way and just drop everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not nothing super competitive just because at that point, you know, the riders still are very um, differing in abilities. And was that a difficult round for you or did that just pretty much go as planned um, <laughs> no that yeah that went as planned just me and i believe it was a ski rider who was the second position um in our heat and i think the two of us we just you know pulled the whole time and that was that <laughs> okay uh you know this year without the men's and women's being together there, there's a little less time between each round mm-hmm. uh, but you get a lot you get a lot of rest between the first heat and second heat yes Definitely. Uh, what's your strategy or thoughts going into the second round? So the second round was actually interesting because I had a teammate in my heat at that mm. point. Um, so my teammate, Katie, she's a sophomore. Um, this was her first time doing missing out, but we kind of, like I said, how we went through the brackets, we kind of knew that we were going to be in that heat together. So we had planned to work together and we had a little strategy going into it. So but I know that was the round that only two people advanced rather than three. So yeah. it was a little nerve wracking. We really, really wanted it to be myself and Katie. Um, and she got to the final three, but then was just couldn't hold on at the very, very last lap. So yeah. she got ended up not moving on at that point. Did you continue sitting on the pole lane that second round? Um, yes, I believe so. And the pace is probably getting a little quicker. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was so at that point it was myself and then another DG rider who was the second position um, and we <laughs> and then Katie Katie sat on my wheel and every time we came around turn three um, I just kind of shifted to the right a little bit to open up that inside lane for her yeah. and then every every lap Katie and I would try to finish together um, to beat out everyone else and uh, it worked until that last elimination yeah. yes until the dg mm. Earl kensington she mm. she was able to beat out katie for that last lap mm. and going into third round there uh how remind me how many advanced in the third round is it three three advanced yeah, yeah but three, I remember, three into the final yeah okay mm-hmm. i was surprised that heat for the third heat i thought that there was only six people still um but i think the third heat actually had eight people so when we were walking out onto the onto the infield, I was looking around. I was like, oh, Corinne, aren't you guys in the other heat? And she was like, no, Jess, like, this, is, this is eight people. I was like, oh, shoot. That makes for more laps. Yeah, definitely. Where's, but, your, where's your position in that round? Are you still on the pole probably? Um, I believe that one I was second. Evie, I think Evie had the pole and then I was second. Oh, okay. Seed. How does that change your strategy? Not being, not being um, able to dictate the pace. Right. I think 
it didn't change the strategy too much, honestly, because I was still up next to Evie that whole time. So I was still pulling. I still was in the front. I didn't have anyone that I had to, you know, work around. Um, so I think even though Evie was the one setting the pace, it wasn't too much of a big change for me because I still just, you know, had to stay right with her and, you know, just make sure those people didn't come up around on the outside and pass me. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take a lot of tactics at this point. It's more strength and holding that position. Yeah, I think it, I got very fortunate for the, those first three heats that, you know, just my ITT time gave me a really good position that, you know, I didn't really have to work to get around anyone. Like you said, it was more just, you know, pulling and having the strength to beat out everyone else. How are you recovering between rounds? Um. I think between the first and the second heat, like you said, that was the one where there was the most time. Um, so definitely got back on the rollers. Cause I remember, even though that was like that first heat was pretty, pretty easy. Like we were talking about. Um, I remember noticing that my legs felt pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't sure if it was the track conditions or, or what it was, but between that first and second heat, I was a little nervous. <laughs> so I definitely got back on the rollers and, you know, kept spinning the legs out to get ready for those, you know, harder upcoming heats. Yeah. Uh, then there's not a lot of turnaround between the third heat and the finals. Yeah, I was fortunate that I actually, I had one heat in between, but there okay. were some people who they did have to go back to back from yeah. the third to the fourth championship heat. Did everyone make it to the finals that you were anticipating? Or, you know, um, are, are, are you looking around and seeing who you're going to be racing against? Yeah, definitely. I, I actually made a joke while we were warming up that because they had all of like the rollers and, you know, the stationary bikes in a circle on the infield uh-huh. and we were warming up for a really long time. And I, I was like, oh, guys, doesn't this feels like the Hunger Games. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, we're all in the court, like cornucopia thing waiting to start. Um, but yeah, we were, I was definitely checking everyone out. I'm sure everyone was as well, but I think it wasn't really a surprise. Um, I'm not sure 100% off the top of my head, but I know I was fourth seed there and I was fourth in ITTs. Yeah. Okay. So I know one through four was like the same as ITTs, but I'm Mm. not sure about fifth and sixth. And do you already have a strategy going into the finals that you'd already developed or are you just kind of trying to decide what to do in that moment? Oh, Jim, you absolutely have a strategy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I had a strategy for sure. Um, So we knew that, you know, those one and two um, people uh, who was it, it was Evie and Catherine that they would be pulling. And then um, my goal for that, you know, pace lap was kind of to get my position. And I wanted to be second wheel on the outside. So behind Catherine, ideally. Um, But it didn't end up working out that way. I think, who was it? It was Audrey. She came up on the outside. So they were going three across in the front. So, mm. you know, that worked out better for me than I didn't have to. I just was able to take Audrey's wheel. So I got to be on the outside, which is what I wanted. <laughs> uh-huh. And break down every lap there in the finals. So, yeah. Um, let's see. So the if- first one, I think... I mean, one through like the first laps all the way until we were at the final three, it was pretty much the same strategy for me. Um, So I would be second wheel on the outside and then 
as we were coming up into turn three, then that's when I would kind of, you know, come out of the draft and start, you know, ramping it up. And I would want that front row. So I'd be splitting the front row with Evie, Catherine and myself Mm -hmm. um, just to try and, you know, block that front row even more so that the people behind us get stuck. And so that I have my own path if I need to sprint as well. And are there any close calls? Like, is there any moments where you almost don't make it? Um, there are some, there were a few laps where I definitely like wasn't towards the front, but I don't, there not really, there okay. wasn't any laps where I had to, you know, really go sprint for yeah. it. Um, so you, it gets down to three, then there's an elimination lap. Mm-hmm. No, no, a neutral lap. Non, yeah. Non-elimination lap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and had Evie been pulling every lap prior to that? Um, Evie and Catherine were split. Yeah, they were both out in the front every lap prior to that. Okay. And then, so what are you thinking on that non-elimination lap? Like, where are you trying to position yourself? Are you trying to recover a little bit? Mm-hmm. So... I, my biggest thing was not pulling. (laughs) Um, That was just my biggest goal. Like I didn't know, I didn't really have an agenda of, oh, like I want to make this non-elimination lap hot or I want to make it slow. I was just kind of, you know, going with the flow, seeing what those other two riders were going to do. And, you know, my biggest goal was position myself well and don't be pulling into that final lap for the sprint. Mm Mm-hmm. So then uh, the, white, the white flag's thrown, one lap to go. Mm-hmm. Like going in turn one, mm-hmm. are you still just sitting back drafting? Yeah, so the non-elimination lap was pretty interesting because I think all three of us, obviously no one wants to pull. Mm. So all th- we were kind of playing a little like cat and mouse game almost. Um, I looked at my Strava and that non-elimination lap got below 15 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. So we were going pretty slow because no one, no one wanted to pull. Um, but I just sat right behind Catherine that whole time. And then Evie sat behind me um, and we were, we were just crawling. And then finally, once we, the white flag was thrown, we have the one lap to go. Catherine picked it up and she started going for it. Um, but I was actually nervous that while we were going so slow, I was kept checking my shoulder, like both sides of my shoulders. Cause the inside of the track was open. Um, and I was really nervous that Evie was going to throw down right there, you know, with us going so slow. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought she was just going to go for it and sprint that whole final lap. So I was pretty nervous for that. I was, I was ready for it, I think, (laughs) but she, (laughs) go ahead. Does your body type suit like sprinting from a slower speed or do you like it when it's already fast and then you try to sprint? Um, you know, that's a good question. I'm not sure I know off the top of my head what my preference would be. I think for most people, it would be easier once you're already like already going fast, you know, Mm -hmm. just get out of the saddle at that point. Um, I think that would definitely, it would have been harder for me to catch on to Evie had she done that. And if we were going, you know, that slow, I think it would have been more difficult to get up to speed fast enough to, you know, catch her wheel. So coming out of turn two on the back stretch, where are you positioned? Yeah. So at that point, it is still uh, Catherine's first, then I'm in second, and Evie's in third. And is she on the outside of you, or is Evie on the outside or behind you? She's behind me. So oh, we're okay. just in a line of three still. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when do you? When are you thinking? Like I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. 
Like, well, did um, you have, do you have a point on the track or are you just feeling it out for the, the, that magical moment where you know you can make it to the finish line? Yeah. So I think like all riders know that you, you have to win turn three to win the sprint. So we were, you know, I had that in mind um, and I knew that I, the move was going to be made on the backstretch, but I think having Evie behind me rather than having the two of them in front of me made me nervous. And I knew that I had to do it before she did. So I think I, you can watch the video and I think I got out of my saddle like halfway across like halfway down the backstretch which is a little earlier than I would have done had Evie not been behind me but like I said I just wanted to make sure that I was the first one to do it so you're first into turn three mm-hmm. um, and you're holding the turn pretty good going through I, turn f- <laughs> or, or, t- tell I me about I think t- so <laughs> <laughs> well, I do you- remember that the track was pretty bad I remember I, I mean, I can, I've rewatched the video that Hank took a whole bunch of times, uh, but you can't really see the sprint super well, but I do remember him saying, and I, I've talked to Evie about it too, that Evie slipped out a little bit. And even I remember that my sprint felt kind of, kind of wonky, <laughs> <laughs> but the, I think the track conditions weren't perfect. So, you know, we had some loose turns that doesn't make for an ideal sprint, but well, I've got you know? news. I got news for you, Jess. The track is never perfect. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so got to make make do with what you have. <laughs> yeah, especially at the end of a little five after mm-hmm. it gets worn down. Uh, so you come around turn four, and like, do you still have enough energy to accelerate to the line, or are you, are you still afraid that someone's going to come from behind you? <laughs> um, I wasn't thinking about anyone at that point. Okay. I had no idea where Evie was or where Catherine was. Um, I just was <laughs> burying myself, you know, go, go as hard as you can. I think if Evie had been right next to me, um, you know, that would, <laughs> that would have motivated me even more. I would have, you know, it just would have been that extra push to, <laughs> do everything you've got in the tank, but I think I, I left it all out there for sure. Yeah. What a great competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so what do you, as soon as you, as soon as you realize you won, are you, are you just like, wow, I did that. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I mean, I had the biggest smile. I have a smile right now <laughs> thinking about it. Um, but I don't know. I just, I wasn't winning missing out. wasn't something that was like really on my radar I guess because, because like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, taking this event super seriously. I was just happy to be there. I was happy to race, you know, I like, I knew I could get to the championship heat, but it wasn't like some huge personal goal of mine. So when it, when it did happen, I was kind of like, Oh, wow. <laughs> like mm-hmm. We just did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's how you should approach little 500. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, go and relax and just take it one mm-hmm. lap at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the team overall does really well in the spring mm-hmm. and you got the green Jersey. Yeah. The green Jersey and we act earned the white Jersey as and well. The white jersey. Yes. Yeah. So you got to pick, <laughs> you get a choice between those two, I think. I think so. We're, I think we're doing the white Jersey with green handlebar tape. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's style. And for you personally, this this has got to give you confidence going into the race and knowing when AZD is there at the end, like you got a chance. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think like just for myself personally and winning missing out um, that definitely, you know, helps the confidence because I know a lot of these women have experience, you know, racing in other races like crits and road races and things. And I've just never gotten into any of that. So like, I don't, my, the extent of my racing experience is within the context of little five. Mm -hmm. So I think that's always been something that I've been kind of a little bit nervous about is that, you know, all these other riders have this experience racing, but I think missing out, winning, missing out just kind of, you know, solidified the fact that I know how to do this too. Like I know how to position myself well and get to the end. So definitely a confidence booster for me personally. Um, But then also the team performance Mm -hmm. overall at spring series, you know, that just, (laughs) I don't like, I, like we talked about in the last podcast, I think, Mm -hmm we almost surprised ourselves, but you know, it's, it's a huge confidence booster, you know, like we shouldn't have been surprised. We shouldn't underestimate Mm. ourselves because, you know, clearly we were, we're a strong team and we're here to perform on race day. Yeah. And, you know, there's a handful of strong teams this year, um, but you guys are going to be one of them that they're going to keep an eye on. The competition is going to keep an eye on. And it seems like the race strategy for AZD uh, would be just to get you to the finish, you know, as, yeah. rest, as rested as possible. So you have the legs to spread it out. <laughs> yes, that pretty much is it. Yeah. Um, but while we're on the topic of strong teams, I do, I think it would be just a disgrace for me to come on and talk about, you know, winning the green Jersey and the white Jersey without acknowledging Theta just mm-hmm. because, you know, going into spring series after ITTs, they did have such a big lead for the spring series. And, you know, they're clearly a really strong, really deep team. So I, you know, we wish that they could have been there for team pursuit. And I think that things might've shaken out differently if they had been there, but, you know, at the same time, we're not going to discredit ourselves and like our achievements either, you know, so they're a great team and, you know, we, yep. I had to shout them out, but you know, we're, we're still proud. <laughs> For sure. It's a wacky year and you have to you know, just make lemonade out of all the lemons everyone's dealt. Yeah. Just yeah. control, control what you can control, you know, perform to the best of your ability. That's all you can do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we're about a month out from the race. Like, mm-hmm. um, What's that look like for AZD? Just more, more track time, more training? Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I texted Chris today telling him that, you know, I, we're just doing, we're doing our hard workouts at the track twice a week. And then pretty much um, like for the most part, then we're just on the road, you know, just getting some zone two stuff in. And I did that ride today and I texted him afterwards and I was like, Chris, my legs are toast right now. (laughs) Is that okay? Like we still have, we still have a month to go. And he's but, you know, we still have the training blocks and stuff. So yeah. we're at the end of our training block right now. So it's normal. <laughs> but yeah, Being tired means you're doing the work. Right, right. So and, we're still going. <laughs> and you have to trust that, uh, you know, with the training blocks, the recovery versus stress, like it's going to play out. It's going to work. Yeah, I think. And that's something that's pretty nerve wracking, too, is that, like, you know, I feel so poorly right now and I'm like we still have a month to go but you know like you said you just have to trust that that rest week next mm-hmm. week is gonna is gonna really help me a lot well senior Jess can trust it maybe freshman Jess <laughs> uh, you know you, you get more stressed out about that stuff 
yeah absolutely trying to be more relaxed this year about everything (laughs) well congratulations again thank Uh, you so much tim I know when I saw you after that missing out, you were all smiles. And, <laughs> yeah. And that's really what this whole event should be about is this, the smiles, the the joy factor. So thanks. Yeah. For, thanks for sharing that with everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me again, Jim. <laughs> all right. And I hope to see you at the track sometime. It sounds good. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hello, Logan. Hey, Jim. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a, a nice wellness day. So, hey, congratulations yeah. on winning the 2021 Missing Out Championship. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, if if you got a few minutes, I'd love to hear how that day went and kind of unpack it a little bit. Um. Yeah. I mean, it went. It was, uh, went pretty much how any Sunday would. Um. How many years, before we get into that, like, uh, tell me what year in school you are. How many times have you done this? Like, give me a little bit about your background. Yeah. Um, so I'm a senior. Um, I started Little Five as a freshman. Um, so I've been doing this, I guess, almost four years now. Yeah. I um, started fall my freshman year. And um, this will be my third race. Okay. Well, I, I heard a story that, you used to deliver sandwiches for Jimmy John's that, <laughs> that built up your quads and made you a sprinter. <laughs> uh, something like that. I mean, the long story short, the, the way I found Grey Goat was that my coworker uh, was, became my teammate or I guess I became his teammate mm-hmm. and that was uh, Sam Stratton. Who, oh, uh, fabulous finished, writer. Yeah. He was the yeah. one who finished the race for us that first year. My first year, that is, in 2018. How did did you two link up? Yeah, so I just was looking for a part-time job on campus and saw that they were hiring. And so I ended up just working with him. And I guess I saw him delivering on his, uh, you know, bike that said Indiana University Little 500 on it. And I didn't really know too much about the race, but I knew one girl from my high school, um, that rode for a team and Sam knew her uh, as a mutual friend. She rode for Melanzana and kind of started hanging out with her and and Grey Goat and the team a little bit. Um, Definitely thought considered like the commitment it would take. Um, And then one or two weeks later, ended up kind of signing on uh, Mm -hmm. the team. And were you uh, still working at Jimmy John's while you were training with the Grey Goat guys and everything. Yeah, I worked there uh, the whole my whole entire freshman year up until pretty much oh. April, <laughs> and then I I ended that gig a little bit early, um, just so I could, you know, get get some type of taper going for the race. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, at times I was working there, you know, four or five five days a week, and just ride my little five by. Definitely helps. Um, my fitness, I mean, just getting in, in, I don't even know, I wouldn't call it base miles, but just getting in miles every day, regardless. Oh, that's cool. So you must have really loved bikes. Yeah. Well, I, in high school, I kind of just, I kind of just rode a bicycle as a way of commuting. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm from, I'm from Washington DC. So 
you know, <laughs> consist of a lot of like red lights and start uh-huh. and stop. <laughs> so commutes can be as, as feisty as you want, want to make them really depending, you know, if you want to ride in traffic or, you know, out of it. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until IU that I ever seriously took it like competitively. Gotcha. And did you just tell me this is your third missing out? Uh, third. Yeah. Third everything i guess yeah Um, okay yeah because we didn't have any no we didn't have any the spring series events last year nothing last year um well i guess actually second well i don't know if you count the ones that got like canceled um oh yeah that's right it it rained one year yeah we only got one round in yeah right well so not a lot of experience in this event does is it a is it an event you looked at thinking i have a chance to win this or is, is it something you were talking about winning or are you just going out there trying to do the best you can? Yeah. I mean, um, missing out, I would say is definitely an event that I considered myself to be a contender in, and one that I definitely intended to win. Um, it's an event that I've honestly enjoyed success. Most of the time, I mean, pretty much all the times I've done it. Um, freshman year, I was, unlucky or lucky uh, get it to be uh i was in the same heat as like sam the whole way through because he was that like first seed and i was the second seed Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of like a blessing and also a curse it made it kind of easy to get through that being able to work with him and say um that second round we were really lucky to have it be us two to advance and then i think that's the that brings you to the semi uh, that semi, he ended up being the rider that eliminated me, and he was the, the one to move <laughs> on to the final. So uh, I couldn't outsprint him that time. But he, I mean, he's a hell, he was a hell of a sprinter. So. Yeah, he was. And do you uh, why this? How does this event line up with you specifically? Like the way you ride, or or why is this a good event for you? Yeah, um, I think I think it suits me well, just because. Um, I mean, I've, I'd have i say I've got a decent sprint, so that definitely helps just coming into the line, being able to, you know, get there in, in front of someone else however many mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Any, anything anything that gets me spinning that high gear up to a to a nice top speed, um, I think that's something I, could, I do relatively well is just, just holding a high cadence and, and keeping it smooth and, and steady. Yeah, you must practice a lot on the rollers or something to be able to do that. Or does that just come natural to you? Um, I would definitely say my balance, um, just from like playing tennis and, and high and tennis and soccer and, and high school and stuff. Um, that's something that comes naturally. But the the high cadence, uh, the rollers definitely help that. I mean, a lot of our training is pretty much mm-hmm. all of our indoor training is, is little five bikes on rollers. So. There's no escaping no. high cadence when the, <laughs> when the intervals pick up. No. no. So, um, going into this year, like, like what do you, uh, I guess, do you really think you're going to win this event? Are you pretty confident about that? Uh, going into the event, I mean, I, was, I wasn't confident or anything. But, <laughs> right, right, um, right. But I was definitely, definitely confident enough. Um, to be able to ride it, you know, the way I wanted aggressive enough mm. to, 
to keep myself, you know, outside of elimination, but also yeah. smart enough to, to budget my, you know, my attack correctly. Yeah. So, so break me through each, each round. Like what did the first round look like for you? Um, man, my first round was interesting. I think we were supposed to have, uh, six people in the first heat. Um, and I think two didn't show. So it was just oh. like four of us. So like, you're just going to be riding a lap. Right. Um, and then maybe there was five. I honestly, I forget. Cause I think there was two eliminations, but I was lucky enough to have the, I guess like the pole position and that heat. So I was able to set the pace. Um, and I didn't see any use in, in burning up my legs on that, uh, that pace lap. So I took it at a nice slow 12 mm. miles per hour or so. Okay. And then, you know, just coming to the finish line, uh, you know, I figured if it was one lap, I'd just do, you know, a fast lap and hold the inside. And I figured, um, you know, that'd be hot enough for other riders not to be able to come around. And I think going in there and I got out of the saddle and it was pretty dusty. So I think somebody actually crashed off the back in my heat. And so then we oh. were on a yellow for multiple laps and then we had like one more lap after that and i just did the same thing and it ended up working out was that a very taxing round for you or was it more like a warm-up i mean not really because i think it was more of just a warm-up because i kind of just calculated uh, hold a speed uh that i know people can't pass me in the turns then i, I kind of just knew okay just two hot laps and then we're moving mm -hmm. forward so because they separate the men's and women's missing out this year, there's a little, there's a lot less uh, recovery between each round. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say it did feel, I don't know. It did feel a little quick this year, but I don't know. It, it, it honestly felt kind of like the race. Um, yeah. Enough time to like get your heart rate back down to resting, obviously, but not too long to where you're, getting out of the zone and and wondering oh should i maybe eat something or <laughs> like yeah get, right like, spin around town or something so i i didn't mm -hmm. i didn't mind it too much personally so the first round three riders advance uh the second round correct me if i'm wrong but i think two advance yeah that's th th this year you know, it might have been a little different than in past years so What's the second round look like? Are you still on the pole lane or are you second off the pole? Yeah, I was still pole on still that pole. one. Okay. Um, started it a similar way in that I did that first hot lap from a slow speed so that the, you know, the acceleration was a, was a big one that was hard to come around. And then I think from what I remember, I kind of just pulled off and then shifted into that second row. Mm. Um, I made sure to just keep, I just made sure to keep kind of an exit path from the outside. And so that coming into those last one or two elimination laps, I was able to just um, burn up a little bit of energy, but just sprint around people that I, that I knew um, had been eating some win. Mm -hmm. So you gave up the polling, which is, is not very common. <clears throat> and, and of course, someone fills it for you. Mm -hmm. And then, so you're playing now into your strengths, it sounds like, where you're going to sit back and just not be last every lap. 
Right. And then I think the last lap I was able to come around pretty hard into that last turn. Um, Cause I remember I advanced first along that heat. Not that that position matters at all, but I do remember mm-hmm. that about that heat. Okay. So you make it through there. Were there any close calls in the second round or you pretty much had it under control? I think it was mostly under control until the semifinals. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> well, let's hear about that. We'll call that the third round. Yeah. Yeah. That one was, was tough because that one I didn't have pull. I think, I think Strobel would have had that. Um, and still too advanced in this round as well, I think. I think this one was actually three, and it was, was the right? one okay. where you start with like eight people. Oh, okay. So it's a larger heat. Um, so yeah, that one right off the bat was definitely. Low 30 seconds. Um, so that Logan, one. The... Look, look, can you repeat that? My phone cut out a second. So. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Thanks. Um, where was I? I was, I was just saying that heat definitely had a different feel to it. Um, eight guys that could definitely hold all hold low, you know, 30 second laps. Um, yeah. So I remember that one. Uh, what I remember from that one specifically was the going into the, the neutral lap, going into the first elimination lap. I think we were all maybe at least six or seven wide going into the start finish line, just trying oh, to establish gosh. our position. <laughs> <laughs> so no one wanted to be on the gutter in second wheel. Yeah, right. Oh, no on. one wanted to back <laughs> stuff, so it got wide. Uh, and what happens in the first turn there when the pace is getting going? Someone's yeah. got to someone's got to slot down. Yeah, I think uh, I know. I definitely know that I think Rob was able to hold the inside for the majority of that heat. I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it was. I think maybe I think Torn was Torn in that. Mm. I don't uh, know if he was. I think he was on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But um, don't remember to be honest. But I know that I slotted. I think just uh, outside. Yeah, I was slotted on the outside, like maybe three wheels back. Because it, I mean, it was getting strung out, mm-hmm. um, and you kind of just had to find a wheel and settle in. Um, and then, yeah, that one. I looked back at that heat on the stream and as as best as I could. And that one definitely, uh, you know, I, I did, I definitely got a little bit lucky in that one because I was got stuck in the inside once or twice where I definitely had the momentum and the, the leg speed to kind of like zoom up the, the inside, but definitely had to, you know, just stick my wheel where I could to get across the line once or twice. Oh, plenty, Um, plenty of great riders have gotten eliminated with nowhere to go yeah. in, that, in that event. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think at the end of that one, um, at that point, Robin, Robin, Gavin and I had, uh, had, uh, advanced from the semi from my okay. And so, um, you know, them two are kind of at the front working together. And I think, I think Rob's holding inside and, 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 uh, Gavin kind of launches a flyer, um, and I'm just able to jump on to, to Rob, I think Rob's wheel. And I, I noticed the, whoever the last rider was to be eliminated, he just didn't hold that acceleration. So I just coasted in with them. Mm-hmm. And then it's a really, really quick turnaround for the final this year. Yeah. Like, like you, you don't even leave the track probably, do you? you stay on the infield. Yeah. I, I think I went out to grab a water bottle 
and then pretty much got back on the rollers. Uh, I got to say, I was lucky to be in the first semifinal because I know some of the other guys. I think <laughs> I was talking to Andrew <laughs> and uh, Reese the other day. They, they were both in the second semi, and they, I think it showed because I think they were, I mean, they were definitely, you know, the riders to get eliminated uh, mm-hmm. for the two of them. Uh, you could, yeah, it, <laughs> at that point, it's just salvaging what, what's left in your legs and giving it one last rip. So, so going into the final, like you're looking around and you're, you know, obviously you're going to assess who's all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who are you marking as probably the top guy? Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, if I had to say I was marking somebody in, in, in particular, maybe Rob, but struggle. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, of, make, it makes sense winning ITT. So, you know, he's got some speed and strength. Right. And yeah, I mean, him and I have, have, you know, suspended against each other a few times and it's, it's always back and forth. So he's it's a good wheel to be on mm-hmm. in a sprint. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say right off the bat I was, like, marking him because, again, I was, I think, third, you know, th- third out on that infield. Okay. Um, so I had to kind of kind of make my way towards the front. Um, and I definitely think I had to do – I remember that lap, we all four were wide sprinting um, before the neutral lap that was. Okay. Was that one close? Yeah, it was pretty close. It was like Rob was holding inside. Torn was on his right hip, I think. Um, I was coming around Gavin all the way on the outside. Mm. And then it was kind of like I was pulling ahead, and then Rob was, and I think Torn pulled ahead of Rob. And then I think the three of us, basically, in time, I think Gavin was like maybe half a bike back, but yeah. far enough that it wasn't, you know, like exactly in question. So is this your first time making it to uh, the finals, the, you know, the, the, the three up sprint at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Freshman year, I made to the semi and then sophomore year, I think I actually, I was, I was like one of the few second heats that happened that was for wet and sketchy. And then yeah, I ended up getting canceled. <laughs> so what are your thoughts going in? to that neutral lap in the finals like are you, are you trying to come up the race strategy in your head or yeah um i kind of we all kind of rolled with the same momentum into that turn and i figured it would slow up a little bit at kind of these these rates um so you, yeah. you you were assuming it would slow down a little bit on the neutral lap which it generally does then i i mean i would have liked to maybe get in, gotten straight to second wheel um, I think Gavin was the rider that was eliminated and just his momentum kind of carried, carried me to where I had to take a pretty wide line outside that corner. Mm. Um, so by the time I get through that turn, I think it's just Torn and Rob sitting out in front of me side by side, kind of jockeying for position. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of happy to let them do that because we had that, we had a headwind on that back and I knew that the sprint wouldn't really start at maybe until the finish line, at least. Yeah. yeah. It's typically, I feel like the earliest it goes. 
<clears throat> so then you go into the last lap. Yeah. I think Torn, I think, takes the lead into turn one. Yeah. Yeah. I was on Torn's wheel on the outside, actually, just just to be able to kind of like get, you know, a little bit sheltered through the turns. And uh, yeah, he puts in like a, a pretty good seated acceleration that was like kind of sneaky. It didn't, you know, didn't really see it coming, but he definitely upped the miles per hour, you know, a bit there. And um, yeah, it takes me by surprise a little bit. And he's able to just t- uh, steal that, that inside line from Rob. And so uh, without, you know, freaking out or anything, I just uh, kept my legs spinning, my cadence high and was able to grab onto Rob's wheel. And uh, yeah, I knew that that headwind was coming on the back stretch and I had, I'd felt it a few times making efforts down that stretch. And I, I knew that it would, would tire their legs out a little bit. So mm-hmm. I just waited for, gave my legs a little bit of a recovery and then just shot around on the outside around Rob as hard as I could um, to try to carry some momentum to that turn. Cause I kind of just knew if I could go out wide and, and enter the turn with the speed that I wanted. And, um, you know, my tires were definitely slipping during that whole event, but, <laughs> um, at the end there, you, you just gotta, you just gotta believe they're going to hold and, and give it your all. And I think, I think I was just able to carry that same speed that might've been a little faster through the whole turn. But then once we hit the straight, um, was able to hold that to the line. Yeah. You had a great, those last two turns in the street area were fabulous. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. You, you. Well, you can really tell you, you've really studied the turns and studied the track and really thought about how you want to do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you went, you win the events, you, know, you gotta be feeling proud of yourself and it's a good validation of all the work you've been doing. for a second yeah about validation oh yeah yeah uh so after winning the event you have to be feeling good that's a good validation of all the work all the training you've been putting into it to see a a result like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it it definitely felt good um you know i feel like every year uh spring in, in bloomington indiana it's there's always some adversity whether it's you know qualls in the snow my freshman year or you know, qualls in the, in the rain sophomore yeah. year <laughs> team pursuit in the rain this year for us. Mm-hmm. Um, missing out was, was just a nice opportunity to, to be on the, on the track at the same time, you know, with the guys that I'll be racing against in the same conditions and just being able to, to really have that, that opportunity through myself. Yeah. Uh, so w- what does this do for your confidence going into uh, race day like knowing that you can you, you can win a sprint if it comes down to it um yeah i mean confidence i mean i i it increases it no doubt but um i don't think you know i i know this whole year um you know even 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 past this year even sophomore year um you know we've always had faith and and uh and having a goat out there in a sprint we're, we've always been a team i think that's been able to have a sprinter and even even a backup sprinter um the i don't know the, the guys we we end up growing just mm-hmm. have some pop in their legs so that's never been something 
that we were like we there's it's never been i guess like our race strategy has never been like oh like it can never come to a sprint like in other words like you know we'll attack like as our last resort um we've always been okay with the sprint i guess yeah and what about you being the guy um (laughs) yeah i mean it i definitely i think um early on um after i guess like you know maybe fall semester um even just going in our training trip uh freshman year in the in the spring series events freshman year um with missing out and all um i've definitely always had you know confidence in my sprint um but yeah it's just um depends on the strategy we go with you know so some years like sophomore year you know I, feel, I felt like we were really a threat to do it all. And, you know, mm-hmm. this year I would, I wouldn't say <laughs> is, is much different with, with the, with all the experience we bring um, as a, as a pretty veteran. Yeah. Well, well, from my viewpoint, I think you're ready for that, for that role, that pressure. And the, the team's lucky to have you there as, uh, as the guy they can rally behind them on race day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to be the last man on the bike and, uh, you know, I, I think that ultimately it didn't quite go our way. Um, you know, I was able to bridge up to that, that group that came into the sprint, but I, I definitely had to, had, had to put a bit of a bit of a hard two or three laps in my legs. Um, you know, and, uh, fourth, you know, not too bad of a result, <laughs> but, uh, no. looking to, looking to improve on that one for sure this year. Yes. Well, good luck with that, Logan. And thanks for taking the time to kind of go over the missing out with me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'll be cheering for you and, uh, uh, look forward to seeing you out the track sometime soon. Yeah. You too. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening. And thanks again, Jess and Logan for giving me your time to share your story on the missing out. Good luck in this year's little 500. And for anybody interested, I have an Instagram account called trophy. Yash. Follow me for latest updates and some track videos. And uh, thanks again, everybody.